This is To The Max Podcast, sponsored by Ignite. To The Max is designed for those of you who desire to become a higher expression of yourself. You will learn, laugh, and listen to information that will stretch you from center to circumference. I am your host, Dario Melton. Everything in creation has been designed to grow to its fullest potential. God is in the business of maximizing. You are the highest expression of his creation. It's time for you to go to the max. There is greatness inside of you. To walk with God is to walk with the maximizer. Every step on the journey, the maximizer is making you greater and stronger. He is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can imagine according to the power that is at work in you. God is in the business of taking you to the max. Welcome to another episode brought to you by Ignite. On today, we will be discussing the aftermath. If, if you really want to know the essence of who you are, you should ask yourself two questions. The first question you should ask yourself is, who are you or who am I? The second question or the follow-up question that we all must ask ourselves, what do I want? Those two questions will get at the heart of actually who we are and what it is that we want. We're in the midst of a global crisis that we haven't seen um, in centuries, in, in, in years. Um, we are in a historical global crisis and everyone is having this conversation about getting back to normal and returning to normalcy. And, 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 and the question I have, or the question you should have, or we all should have is that, what does normal look like? What are the good old days? And if we know what it looks like, and if we know what the good old, old days are, our next question would be, how do we get there? Or how do we return to, to normalcy? And when we consider the whole history of mankind, we haven't experienced normalcy since Adam and Eve partook of the forbidding fruit for what was the original intent of normalcy. What was normal for them prior to the fall, we don't know what that normalcy was. So for us to have the conversation about normalcy, whose normal are we talking about? Because for each individual, there's a sense of normalcy. Staying in a rural area is normal for some people. Staying in urban areas are normal for some people. Staying in suburbia is normal for some people. Going to the beach is normal for some people. Living life in the snow is normal for some people. It all depends on who you ask. And so for us to have this continual conversation about what normalcy is, is often for us to miss some key things that we should consider when it comes to normalcy, because who normalcy are we really talking about? And, and is normalcy, the question we had to ask, is normalcy um, a democracy attribute? That normalcy is determined by taking votes 
or is normalcy determined individually? And, and, and understand that when we look at the crisis that we're in, we've always, in the history of humanity, we've always adjusted to the crisis that we have been in. That from, from being kicked out of the garden, man and woman has experienced what has been abnormal. And what we have learned to do is we've learned to adjust to that um that um, being abnormal and become comfortable in that moments of abnormality to it become what we consider norm. But then when something new happens or something new occurs, here's what we call it. We call it crisis. Because crisis is anything that happens out of the routine, ordinary things. Uh, let me say it this way, that when we have crisis, a crisis is something that presents itself and a new form of what we have not become comfortable with. That once we get to a place, we become comfortable with something. It's no longer a crisis. Uh, it becomes something that we have solutions for. And when man, humanity, fails to have solution for things, we causes other small crises to spin off from the bigger crisis. And so when we, we consider the aftermath, what will happen after <clears throat> the crisis, I think it's important that we even consider um, Noah. When we look at the story of Noah inside, Noah inside of, of the Bible, that Noah reminds us of some key pivotal things I believe that we should be able to glean from as we navigate life inside of the crisis in which we are now experiencing. And the first thing that Noah's story tells us that God sends a flood or that's a global crisis. And that's a global crisis that Noah was preparing for. He knew in advance that it was coming. And it's important that we understand Noah knew in advance because when you are a person of who's considered to be spiritual, who's in tune with the times, you always have an upper hand on things which are to occur. That, that God would not leave those who are walking with him in blindness if we have the ears to hear what God is saying to us. Noah was able to build something to save his household because he was sensitive to the spirit. So during crisis time, it's important that we grow spiritually. The spirituality determines how we would navigate whatever crisis is headed our way or whatever crisis that we're in. But nor because he was prepared spiritually, he was ready when the crisis came. And once the crisis is upon us, it's, it's, we use those moments of growth to even grow even deeper or higher. But Noah teaches us as much about the aftermath. How do we deal with our ego? Because oftentimes ego gets in the way because ego again says what I want is what I want and who I am is who I am. And to think about we have all these egos that are going around because everybody do not want the same thing and everybody do not claim to be the same person. 
And we all are a person in our own right, an individual personality, an individual soul in our own right. And when we try to suppress the ego of someone else, we create other crises. Nor was spiritual. Nor was spiritual and nor did not force his perspective, his view of the crisis upon other people's views about the crisis. The Bible says that Noah built an ark to the saving of his own household. I want you to think about that and plunder about that. Noah was concerned about his own household, that the crisis caused Noah to focus in on his own family. Instead of going back to what would be considered normal during that time, nor focused on family. If we're going to make it, and if you're going to make it through any crisis, family must be priority. Because outside of family, we don't know how to deal with crisis. That's why when things happen in the family, the whole family come together because there's strength when you focus on the family. Noah built an ark as a humble amateur. Listen to this. Noah was not sophisticated in the, in the sense that he was considered one of the top builders of his time. I'm sure there were carpenters. I'm sure there was architects. I'm sure there was people who was able to build. But Noah built something different during the crisis. Crisis calls for us to build things differently. We cannot remain the same. You cannot remain the same in a crisis. A crisis causes you to use your creativity. That you understand because of the crisis that has come, because of the crisis that is coming, that you cannot afford to continue to do things, that's the word, normally but crisis calls for us to do things differently because what worked prior to the crisis won't work in the crisis what worked prior to the storm hitting won't work when the storm hit nor built something because the crisis called for him to be creative he had to tap inside of something that we didn't know Noah had until the crisis came. And during this crisis time that we're in, it is it is very telling those who are tapping into what we didn't know that they had, that people are becoming more creative. And that's part of what makes us um, in God's image, that we were created um, to be creative. And so crisis is not necessary to destroy us, it, but it's to help grow us spiritually and also to call, it causes us to tap into our creativity. But Noah being a humble, a humble uh, amateur who built an ark had something that the other architects didn't have. He had a sensitive spirituality or he was sensitive to spiritual things. So he was able to acknowledge, yes, this is going on. And now that I acknowledge that this is going on, I know this is going to shape what my future is going to look like. Also, I think I think um, what we saw in or what we see in Noah's Noah's um, story is that the crisis simply revealed what who Noah was 
and it revealed what he wanted. What did he want? He wanted a stronger relationship with his family. Who was Noah? Noah was someone who was willing to build and do whatever it took to protect his family. He wasn't moved by popular opinion. He wasn't moved by what the news was saying. He wasn't moved by what the media was saying. Noah was moved by his spirituality that told him to build to protect his family. It is your responsibility during crisis to build something that will protect your family. The second thing Noah's story teaches us or, or, or tells us is that when we're in crisis, when we're trying to make it to the other side of the crisis, we have to respect where we are. Because if we don't respect where we are, and if we don't accept where we are, then we will not be able to change uh, if we don't respect it. That we got to respect the crisis. That if we don't respect the crisis, huh, we can mismanage the crisis. Crises are not necessarily meant to be solved. Crises are meant for us to be able to go in different directions. Because Noah built something, he was able to go in a different direction because the direction in which he was going or the world was going wasn't necessary anymore. That the crisis caused Noah to, Noah didn't, didn't try to deny the crisis. He didn't say it wasn't real. Noah didn't say the crisis is not here. He accepted the fact and he respected the crisis to such as much he built something. And when he built something, he was willing to live in what he built. We don't see in scripture where Noah goes inside of the ark and keep coming back and forth out of the ark during the crisis time. That Noah understood, number one, that I'm in crisis. And because I'm in crisis, and because I have accepted the fact that I'm in crisis, Noah understood that I can't keep playing with the crisis. When you're in crisis, it's not the time to go back and forth. You have to stick with the plan. You have to stick with the plan when there is a crisis. The third thing Noah teaches us is that when you're in crisis, and when you're in crisis, you have to regroup. You have to regroup. You have to you have to regroup, and you have to get um, a, a system. You have to have a system, someone who you can connect with when you're in a storm. You need someone who you can identify when you're in crisis. While Noah was in crisis, Noah's story teaches us things that we should consider when we are in crisis. You say, well, what, what, what is the third thing that Noah taught us? That, that the Bible says that animals came into the ark or they entered into the ark. Hear this, two by two. They, they went in two by, they were paired off together. They were teamed up together. That they, they have a sense of community together. That they were willing to share risk and at the same time they were willing to share rewards. That they were willing to, 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 to share loss as well as they were willing to share victories. That they were understood that they were in there together that the snails came in with the snails. I hope you're hearing me, that the cheetahs came in with the cheetahs, that they were in the same <clears throat> system together. What does that say to you and I? <clears throat> what it says to us is that when you're in a storm, 
<clears throat> it's important to have people who can identify with you. It's important to have people who are um, who are moving at your same speed, because you cannot force or you cannot be forced um, to respond to someone else's speed. When you are regrouping, when you are regathering yourself, um, you have to respond at the pace and the speed in which you have been created. And so you have to allow yourself in the time of need, you have to allow yourself to get the type of support you need uh, to be able to adjust to the speed. Those animals that were slow, they paired themselves together. When I say slow, the snails, again, walk with the snails. The cheetahs, the lions, the tigers, all of them paired themselves up together. Those who were slow, they moved together. Those who were who was casual or gradually move, they move together. Those who are fast move together. And, and you, you, we can't get upset with people who don't move at our same speed. It's nothing wrong with them. It's not that there's something that's not right with them, but everyone is different. Everyone doesn't move at the same speed. So we have to regroup. We have to get a system where we can partner. We have to look for partnership when we're in crisis, that, that crisis calls for partnership. And whenever there is no partnership, then there is no growth, there is no development. So when we're in crisis, we ought to be looking for partnership. The fourth thing that Noah's story teaches us about the aftermath after crisis is that when we have to be willing to adjust or readjust when, when, when you don't have the peace of mind in the direction in which you've been going inside of the storm those are the moments where you have to look at where you are located and decide that i can't get off of the boat because i'm in the water i'm in the storm so i'm gonna float for a while don't get intimidated because people are yelling for you to open up your ark and get out of the boat and come into the crisis Oftentimes, when you don't know what direction you're headed in, um, it's often good for you to float for a while because life, when it when abrupt changes happens and when and when our course is thrown off bases, those are the times for us to float for a while. Because if you're allowed to float for a moment, sooner or later, you're going to see a landing spot where you're able to get off of the boat, but not during the crisis. Stay on the boat during the crisis because the boat is your place of comfort. Inside of the boat, you have those who you can identify with inside of the boat. One thing we know by Noah is that when Noah gets on the boat, uh, um, most people, and I say this um, lightly, um, most people don't know what they want. They just know what they missed. Nor is on the boat not talking about what he missed. Because right now, if I ask you or you ask yourself what it is that you want, many people can't tell you what they want. They can tell you what they miss. They, they miss a certain lifestyle which they call normal. But ever since there's been humanity, we've always had to just adjust, readjust, and change to what was considered considered normalcy. But when Noah goes into the ark, and I say this finally, is that Noah has a plan 
or rather God has a plan for Noah. That's why he was able to bring people in the ark with him. That's why he had animals in the ark with him, knowing that he had to do something after the crisis. So when we look at crisis that we're in, we have to understand we still have to have a plan. And you need to understand that God did not create you just to pay bills. God has not created you just to be a bill collector. God has not created you in such a way just for you to have a nine to five or for you to have a car note or for you to have a mortgage or for you um, just to take vacations. God has not created you that way. God has a strategy for your life. And what is that strategy for your life is to make sure you survive the crisis. And now what we see with Noah, with, with Noah um, and again, um, Noah says so much to us. What we see with Noah's story again, Noah gets off of the ark after the storm has come. The rain has descended. The winds have blown. The water has ascended. And Noah, he survived the worst moment of his his life comes off of the ark after the water has subsided. And the Bible says Noah becomes a farmer and he goes back to normalcy. When he goes back to normalcy, Noah begins to drink from the grapes that he grow and he gets drunk off his own success because he was success going successful he thought going back to normalcy i say this when when we look at normalcy when we go back to what we consider what was once normal we run the risk of getting drunk off our own success and when you're drunk off your own success like nor you run the risk the risk or destroying that which you fought for during the crisis to save because Noah began to go back to normalcy, he lost his sons and he lost his wife. While he was on the boat, while he was floating on problems, while he was readjusting himself, um, he had his sons and he had his daughter-in-laws and he had his wife. But when he tried to, when he came off of the boat and went back to normalcy, he lost his sons, he lost his wife, and he lost his daughter in life, and he began to treat family different because he decided to go back to normalcy. And when he tried to go back to what was normalcy, it caused his children to, or at least one of his sons, to do what was abnormal. So as we move um, to, to our conclusion today, I want you to remember those things. Number one, you, we have to build something. We have to be sensitive spiritually to build during the crisis and acknowledge that we're in the crisis. Number two, we have to respect and accept the fact that we have to change directions. And thirdly, we have to regroup. We have to regroup and get us a, a partnership. We have to have partnership. And fourthly, we have to readjust readjust to the times and we have to learn to float on issues that we have and finally we should not fight to get back to normalcy because when you fight to get back to normalcy you create other abnormalities listen thank you for listening in today look forward for you tuning in again to hear another podcast uh, here with us to the max um be safe out there and make sure that you protect yourself protect your family we're in this thing to make it to the other side Thank you for listening to the Max Podcast. 
This podcast has been brought to you by Ignite. Be sure to visit ignite.club, that's I-G-N-Y-T-E dot C-L-U-B to join the conversation and access additional content that will take you to the max.